And we're back. <laughs> I don't know what we're back from, but guys, it's me, Steve. And this is week two in a row of having a guest. Um, so you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome for that thing which you should already be expecting to happen. Uh, my guest is my friend, writer, producer. Um, Nerd. Act- activist (laughs) activist yes political activist (laughs) political activist raconteur eric vespi hi eric hi how's it going steve who's now in la for a few months right yeah a couple of months while i finish finish up uh post on the short that you graciously if you all remember about two months ago i was in austin eating Tex-Mex, and uh, Eric's one of the reasons I was <laughs> out there. I'm going to have to close this because it's just shining right in my eyes. Yeah, now it's nice and dark and romantic in here. Ooh, I'll light a candle and some <laughs> incense. Um, but yeah, where did we, we met through video games though, right? Yeah, the first time I... I met or I interacted with you was for sure video games. I think it was. I'm not. Did you play Titanfall with us? No. No. I, I think, think that's because I met Kumail Nanjiani through Titanfall and through mutual friends. Yeah. And then I, through Kumail, I met uh, Yarvo and and all those guys. And I think that's how I I met you. Yeah, I think it was Destiny. So my very first Destiny, which was. When did we start playing Destiny? Like six or seven years ago? Long, long time ago. And we are still playing Destiny. A bunch of, uh, well, I'm middle-aged. You guys are on the cusp. Yes, I'm approaching. <laughs> a bunch of uh, adult human beings playing video games from all over the world. We play online. <laughs> well, it, it's, so, it's so funny, though, because like you talk about, like you know, uh, people, you know, like, oh, I met this person at a party or I met, you know, I became great friends with, like, yeah. I'm so lame. I've always, I've yeah. never been a party person, but like some of the best friends that I've made in the last like 10 years have all been through video games, Yeah, which is so, so bizarre, but, uh, and you don't have to be ashamed to say it nowadays there. I remember <laughs> I'm a little ashamed back in the early days of the internet, people would meet online and it was just a huge secret. Like if you met a girl online, it would be so embarrassing when someone said, how'd you guys meet? You, you just, uh, through, uh, we met through friends. You never wanted to say, and now it's just like, yeah, we met on, you know, Raya or <laughs> Tinder or. Well, that's because so many, I guess, people now have like gotten married and stuff off of that. And it's become legit where I think when it first started, it was just the hookup. That's true. Thing. So if you met, you met a girlfriend online, it's like, oh, you're admitting like, yeah, I was just looking for, for hookups. You know, yeah. I was looking for. Oh, so you guys like, were just looking to get laid. No, I'm, I'm judging I'm, you. Now. I'm looking for love in all the right places. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we've. I mean, six or seven years or so. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And that's a whole lot of uh, cabal murdered. and It's and, a video uh, game that just keeps yeah. updating, like new maps, new versions. And so it's just like... And it's cool because I've gotten to be good friends with you guys. And 
since you and you know Aaron all live in Austin and mm-hmm. other people live on other sides of the world, it's it's really like the the cheapest way to keep in touch. Like it's cheaper than a oh, phone call or for sure. Not that like, I would be. I, I know that this is gonna like be, you know, but even it it, it becomes kind of like what the internet chat used to be. Yeah. For me, when I was like in my teens and early twenties, where you just jump into a chat with your friends, like <laughs> yes. you know, because you know we have mutual friends, and I've done this while you're playing Division or something, and yeah. a game that I don't have and I'm not playing, I'll yeah. jump into the chat and just yeah. hang out with you guys while I'm off playing Witcher or whatever. You know, it's. <laughs> I just rewatched Napoleon Dynamite like a week ago uh-huh. and like Napoleon Dynamite's older brother who's just it's <laughs> just like telling his uncle, Oh, I can't at four o'clock I have a chat room meeting. <laughs> it's just like, and his uncle's like a chat room meeting. He's like, Does your mom know you're doing this stuff? Because that was back in the days of modems. Mm-hmm. That was expensive. Yeah, no, I, I didn't have that for a long time. It was uh, not till I, I was born in in uh, California, but I moved to Texas when I was twelve. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, uh, but my grandparents were always on the cutting edge of technology. Yeah, like they had the first portable phone that I can remember in the like late eighties. They had one of those no, those big giant bricks. like brief. Yeah, it was like a briefcase that had a phone attached yeah. to it. Uh, that was you know essentially. This is only used for an emergency because it costs like a hundred dollars to make yeah. a call or something. Yeah. Um, you know, they had that stuff, but they also had, you know, the first, you know, online computer that I remember playing with. And like they would you know, I'd you know, go over to their place and like, you know, whenever I hear the modem sounds or I hear, you know, you've got mail, you know, I hear oh. any any of those things i always flash back instantly yeah. to like my grandma's like work den room yeah. where she had her computer that connected to the internet and i'd go into chat rooms and talk about movies and <laughs> you know. i flash back when i hear like you've got mail i flash back to i used to work on the on the real world and road rules okay. and that's when i bought my first computer that was like the later half of the 90s and i got my first computer was one of those apple Bondi blue uh, IMAX. Yep, I had one of those. And uh, I was just blown away that I could just talk to any of my friends who also had a computer and instant messenger, AIM, I guess. And um, oh, yeah, when whenever I hear that, I just immediately can picture being at my desk at Buna Murray mm-hmm. working on fucking road rules <laughs> i guess that's the the benefit of uh technology moving so fast that like those are like snapshot moments in time that yeah. will flash you back to yeah to that stuff i mean after like that very distinctive you know sound and and feel and and also just the fact that this is the first time your world opened up yeah in that way um you know it, it, it was such a monumental you know feeling what you know can you remember the last time you opened up your 2004 <laughs> you know, no. HP or something and, yeah. and talk with people like, but it's so weird how that, that very early first impression thing will just like solidify yeah. a moment in time for you. Like I can remember smells of that room. I can yeah. remember the feeling of, of, you know, the sun coming through the window and yeah. And all that, you know, it's so, it's so weird. Like in my memory shit. So my, Oh, that's a whole thing on this podcast is my memory just going down the toilet. I have a very distinct memory of being, in college, and this was probably like 1990, 
I have a I can still picture sitting in my dorm room with my roommate and him telling me about the internet, trying to explain it to me. And and I was just like, What the fuck are you talking about? That's insane. Him just being like, Yeah, there's a thing. It's the World Wide Web and it's all connected. You were connected all over the world. And if you want to look up a subject like, you know, skydiving, you can go online and find all the information. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? That would put books out of business. I'm like, you're insane. It's and a he, library. You're what you're describing is yes, a library. You're describing a library. You're describing like an encyclopedia. And yeah. he's like, and there's gonna be, and there's there'll be a thing where you can chat, like talk in real time with somebody, like say in Germany, mm-hmm. and it's cheaper than a phone call to Germany. And I was just like. That's no what that would put the phone companies out of it. I was so baffled by, and this was seven, six or seven years before I actually got a computer and was like, oh my God, he was like Nostradamus. <laughs> but I don't know how he knew about this. Like, where's time travel? Obviously. Like, <laughs> my roommate Tim Gillespie was a time traveler, he was a Highlander. <laughs> there can be only one. And that's why he's not here anymore. You absorbed his power. (laughs) He's still around. (laughs) I don't know. I don't see him. But I don't know. I'm like, you know, I was like 20 and I was like, Mm -hmm. how come I don't know about this shit? I'm usually on top of like technology. I'm like, (sighs) welcome to We're No Doctors. (laughs) We've changed formats to (laughs) technology. To technology and video games. Hope you like this new (laughs) Destiny themed podcast. We're no tech experts. Well, that is just as true as being a medical expert for me. So. Eric brought me a nice iced delight, an iced mocha, which I had ordered one. I got hair in my mouth. Not Mike. mine. No, Not it's mine, off this mic screen. Um, <laughs> I'd ordered one. There was an episode a few weeks ago where I ordered a Starbucks from uber eats and the guy delivered it on a bicycle and i'm up in the hills as you know now and i was just like like no not on a bike so i ordered another one today before you got here and i got an i because it's hot out i wanted something sweet with caffeine i was like i'll get an ice mocha again whipped cream Mm -hmm. they brought it everything everything looked fine i come in here the whipped cream was fucking uh marshmallow whipped cream which is a thing that starbucks has and it is the most disgusting so i couldn't drink it so eric brought me my own um with the correct whipped cream (laughs) such a diva such a (laughs) coffee diva it is in your writer that you have to have the correct whipped cream don't talk to me before i have my whipped cream um (laughs) so we've been trying to make this happen for a while i figured when we first started talking about it, we'd do it over the phone, but now you're here and yeah. this is perfect. The audio will be better. It will definitely be better, but you want to say that and he checks it instantly to make sure that we're not fucking it up. I've had a couple close. I've had batteries die. Oh yeah. This is a new battery. Uh, yeah. I've, I've, I've had SD cards get full like halfway through. I've never had that. Ha- I, I've uh, I, I wrote for a uh, uh, movie news website for called Any Cool News for like twenty years, and I've yeah. over that time I've done like thousands of interviews, and I've had I've had things fuck up, but it's almost always my 
my fuck up and it's been when Forgetting like to... you you have to it's you have to double tap the the record button <sighs> yep and uh so there's been two or three where i had these great interviews and then i look down i'm like oh no and like sometimes like i'll notice it like halfway through and so it's like well maybe i'll salvage it in the second half but but i've never had my memory card fill up which uh, which i'm but i've been terrified of it for as long as uh, i've been uh, recording on uh, digital yeah, stuff. Yeah, it's terrifying because if you don't realize it till the end of your interview, you're like, I could have an hour worth of stuff or I could have like two minutes and mm-hmm. I just... So I'm always like double checking. Yeah. Um, but you have something that I we've had no guests talk about yet. Something I'm actually terrified of getting, especially from doing the keto diet. Yep. The uh, gout. Yeah, no, I have gout. And uh, it has been called the uh, king of diseases and the disease of kings. Because it, it, I looked that up and it, that's no shit. And I'd heard the disease of kings part, but I'm like, it, I think it's actually really why, neat how they why threw the in the king, king of, of diseases? diseases. I understand the, the disease of kings because <laughs> it's like a red meat Right. Well, here's D- don't the thing. your chances go up? We should explain yeah, what gout is, is. A lot of things will. I mean, basically, what gout is is it's essentially fuck awful arthritis that you can get in in joints that's caused by your uric acid levels in your blood. Maybe that's what I have in my elbow. It's it, mostly it, feet, though, right? It's like mostly legs. feet. It can be in the elbow. Uh, it can be in the hips. It can be in the knees. It's <sighs> almost always feet and the big toe. But trust me, if you if you had it, you you know you'd have it. Like right. I've seen pictures of people that have it in their elbow, and they get like a they get like a bony protrusion looking. Oh thing yeah, yeah, coming out. So Jesus. Um. So the what happens is is uh, is everybody knows the things that are supposed to kick it off, but for as much documentation and this disease has been known for hundreds of years that's yeah. where the disease of kings come from you know it's it was mostly found in in you know the aristocratic you know well-to-do <sighs> people in the olden times that's why um in the recent movie the favorite uh olivia coleman is the queen and she has a huge a gout attack oh, in there and you see her foot's all it. swollen and, and and awful um and that was mostly because they were the ones eating the foods that were high in purines, which is, yes, uh, what, is what you know, makes your body produce uric acid. Everybody has uric acid in their in their bloodstream, um, but mostly what happens is your kidneys will um, uh, filter it and break it down, and then you'll pee pee it all out. Um, yeah. And uh, uh, you know that that's what normal happens to normal people. <laughs> um, uh, but what happens to people with gout is you you either produce too much for your kidneys to uh, purify it essentially and excrete it, or you uh, are uh, your kidneys are just uh, screwing up on the job, you know, and not doing it doing it right. Can so you can have a normal amount that your kidneys too? are. Huh? Can it cause kidney stones? Yes, yes. I've never had kidney stones. Oh, dude. Um, but apparently, <laughs> okay. But what it really sounds gnarly when you actually look into what it what it does because it's not the uric acid that's really the problem. Is is it's the buildup in the bloodstream will cause these microscopic crystals. And I've look, looked at them like they put like put them under a microscope. They look like fucking Coral. Superman ship and in, in yeah, the first yeah. Superman where they're just jaggedy yeah, like stuff. Quartz and then crystal. Yeah, and that—that's what'll you know can give you the kidney stones is if it if it gets caught in your uh, urinary get. tract that yeah. and builds up there it can develop yeah. a kidney stone. But what happens with me is that it'll 
these crystal, you know, Superman chips will go to my, <laughs> go to my, uh, uh, my joints and my feet, um, uh, and different ones at different times. Um, and they will essentially go into the joints and stay there and, and then they'll build up. And at a certain point, my body's immune system will go, Hey, this isn't supposed to be there. And my body's this. immune system attacking the crystals <sighs> in my joints is what makes it swell. Um, and, and, uh, you know, I don't really know how, how it happened. I got diagnosed at a very young age. It's mostly older people. Really? How, yeah. how old? I was mid twenties, maybe. Fuck. Um, and I've always made, been overweight, and that—that's a very. What made you get decide to get checked though? Just I thought pain I, in your I thought I, I broke my ankle. My I, it was it. I hurt. It was so that bad. bad. It was that it, dude. I read I read people online, uh, and you know I've never had an outbreak. If you Google search, uh, uh, gout attack, you're gonna see some people that look like their hands went through the meat grinder and or their feet. You know, so you can visibly see the effects of it you can um when it when it's le- like left un- untreated um I'm, in my worst attacks i've you know i've had my uh in my worst attack was in my ankle not in my my toe joint which right. is where it's most commonly done but like i put my feet next to each other and it looks like you know i have a water balloon strapped to my to my uh, right ankle which is the one that was oh the my god but i've read people that were like uh war vets and stuff that did you know he and like there's a quote that i saw where uh, like a a vet went in you know to his doctor with gout and a gout attack and he was his doctor was asking about the pain he's like i've been shot i've been stabbed uh this is the worst pain that i've ever felt in my life um and and dude i i've been there man like when when i've had a really really bad gout attack like i can't sleep the weight of of a single blanket on my foot is excruciating. Oh, so it's kind of like shingles too. Like could be, yeah. The shingles, I from what I've heard, is like people who get it on their back or something. Like I, I are just like I can't even wear a shirt. I don't want mm. anything touching, touching my skin. Me. How long does an attack last? Yeah, uh, it uh, it uh, depends. Untreated, it you can you can be in pain for a week or two. Oh. Um. Uh. Oh. There, there's a medicine that uh, that I usually take, and unfortunately, in a matter of fact, I had an acute attack. You know, no joke uh, this morning. So you did, I did. So I had toe and, or ankle, uh, toe, toe this time. Um, uh, but there's a, a medicine called colchicin, which is really rough on your digestive system, so you <sighs> you can't take a whole lot of it. But what's amazing, it's it's like the silver bullet thing. If you can take it when you first start feeling gout. Coming on, it essentially just says, no, fuck you, gout, get out. And it's, and like by the end of the day, it's like it wasn't there. Um, unfortunately, I'm writing that down as the title too. Fuck you, gout, fuck get you. out. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, but if I have that, um, that is when I, the problem is, is I can't ever tell if, if what I'm getting is just like a little twinge and then it's going to go away or if it's a severe attack. Um, and, uh, it used to be that I would get a gout attack once every, you know, once or twice a year. Yeah. And more recently it's been happening a little bit more often, uh, which is not good. And I absolutely need to see my doctor about that. But, uh, um, you know, I, I don't know, you know, if it's because I, I lost a lot of weight a couple of years ago and I've been gaining it back. Oh. And so maybe the gaining the weight back right. you know, that, I, that I'd lost is, you know, somehow thrown, thrown you know my body and uh is it hereditary it is it's genetic i don't have anybody that i know of in my family that has it though so 
it, you know, there's a lot of things. It's funny, like red meat is what's known to be one of yeah, the that's what I always hear triggers. But dude, like when I when I was on my, I did a keto thing a couple of years ago, and I was really worried about about how it was going to impact me. And I, yeah. it, as I was, it, I think that me my weight had more of a factor than red meat. Right. Um, booze is a big thing. Uh, beer really uh, is is a big thing and i'm not a drinker um really uh but it's so funny you look it up and there's so many conflicting things where there's like don't eat mushrooms and don't eat this because they're high th- these are all high purine foods that's uh red meats and liver meats and stuff like that which i don't eat anyway yeah, I'm not a but i'm like guy. i love mushrooms and but then you read one site going don't eat those are high in purines and you read another that says says, hey, there's actually been studies done on this. And even though, yes, they are high high in purines, it's a different kind of purine oh. that your body doesn't, you know, there's no conclusive evidence whatsoever that eating these are going to uh. give you an increased chance. So all I can tell you is in my experience, it's always been stress and, and or some sort of heavy use of feet. Like if I walk a lot, like if I do right. a Disneyland trip or something, and and like I put a lot of pressure and strain on my joints, which is exacerbated by my weight. Sure, you know, then that seems to be the stuff that that triggers me. I, I've never really been triggered by by food or or drink. I wonder how. I mean, I guess it's not sim. Well, I mean, it's kind of similar to shingles, but so many people that I know who've gotten shingles were all like, it was brought on by stress. I was really stressed out. When I got diagnosed, it was coming off one of the most success, uh, successful, stressful, successful and stressful work trips that I ever did. And um, and because uh, I, I literally I took a bad step on an escalator. This was a I went to a conference in Vegas um, it used to be called uh, um, Show West, but now it's uh, CinemaCon. Right. Um, and it was just one of these things where everything that I had planned and lined up was like either knocked down or somebody was trying to stop me from doing, or I didn't yeah. have the right badge to get in the right place to do that kind of thing. And that, so that was my whole trip and I was stressed and I got on an escalator and I did something where, you know, when you take a, a, a step and you're not expecting another step there. Yes. And like, I essentially, my foot went almost like back towards me on a step Oof. and I like, I'm like, Oh crap, this, this is bad. And then I, but I walked, I'm like, Oh, this isn't like, I, it, there's nothing wrong with it, but that's when it started hurting. And that's why I went to the doctor when I got back home, I said, I think I, I spr- sprained or broke my ankle doing that. And they did x-rays and they're like, Nope. And they're like, we think you might have gout. And, and like, I'm like, I can't have gout. That's like an old person, you know? disease but they gave me you know some medicine and once again you know it cleared it right up so it's just uh, been something i've my I've joints heard. hurt so much right now listening like i have <laughs> like those sympathy joint like my knees are like aching yeah, right you, now yeah no i people have asked me what what it feels like in like the the closest i can i can say uh is imagine you especially if it's in like your toe joint um, I've had it in my ankle. I've had it the the side of my foot, like on on this side by where the baby toe is, um, and I've had it at the top of my foot. And and uh, each one of those, it feels like if I just went out to the concrete and put my bare foot on the ground and then took a a bowling ball and held it up at head level and dropped it on my on my foot, oh, and oh, not oh. not the the impact, the pain of the impact, but that the after ache. that just throbbing, something's not right, dull. 
dull pain that just won't go away. Like I've, it's I've, constant too, right? Oh, it's yeah. There's no escaping it. Like it's once not it like starts. coming and going no. and surges. Oh my god. Yeah. No. And it's uh, like I've literally the last time I had a real bad one, and like I either didn't have the medicine or the medicine wasn't working or whatever, and I just had to actual like just wait right it out. out. Um, I no joke. Like started daydreaming of like you know would my life be better if I just like cut my foot off. <laughs> Like, you know, it's like, it's right. like, you know, and you know, you know, just a little thing that'll pass through your mind going, okay, this is crazy. It's going to pass. But you're like, you know, I probably could rock a, a prosthetic foot you know, if I, if it meant I never had to do this again, you know, and then it, everything gets better and you're like, why would I, you know, have yeah, ever well, thought that, was, that? And, I can't you know, believe I can, I, I can do jumping jacks now. Boy, I sure got dark. I get a thing on the outside mm-hmm. edge of my toe yeah. every now and then that is just like an ice pick, but it only usually only lasts for like 30 seconds. Huh. That's not gout. <laughs> okay. You're okay there. Just checking. <laughs> I've always had foot problems. I think I, I have arches that are really high mm. and I usually don't get enough support. So every now and then just my whole foot will just, yeah. you're like, yeah, it's not gout, dude. <laughs> yeah. No, it's pretty. Yeah. I've been, I was, uh, I was pretty flat-footed, and I'm starting to just now in my adult years, you know, kind of develop a, an arch to it. But uh, have you ever tried orthotics? Mm, no, I mean I'm sure that that might might help. I, I've you know essentially just tried to wear the comfiest shoes that I. What's the most comfiest shoe you found? Are these them? Yeah, just a kind of a New Balance sneaker. I'm always looking for. I used to constantly wear chuck taylor's mm-hmm. like the converse yeah yeah that have no yep. arch in the middle they are just a flat sneaker all through my 20s that's what i wore were me too yeah. and they're if you go to a concert or something wearing those your feet will be aching all night afterwards also they're horrible in the cold oh yeah no cold cement just goes right through that rubber sole I, I stopped i funnily enough i kind of stopped wearing converse because i started going to sundance and, yeah, and I went, I went to that. Sundance oh. and I'm like, you know, okay, this isn't, you know, whatever. I'm not going to be outside all that much. I'm going to be in movie theaters mostly. And my first night I'm standing outside of uh, the Eccles uh, library or no, the library theater, not the Eccles theater. I think I was at the library and I'm yeah. just standing outside. It's snowing. The ground's frozen. I'm waiting for somebody with my ticket. And I'm like, I think, you know, like my feet are going to freeze. Yeah. Like, this is like, I was shocked that my, the rubber on the soles hadn't frozen. So I like instantly got uh, a pair of, of like good, like Boots. Camping boots, yeah. I used to be the same way. Any any time I'd go skiing with friends, I'd have my ski boots for when I ski, but I would always just wear tennis shoes. Yeah. And then uh, it wasn't until recently that I was like, hey, I'm going to get a pair of boots. And then I did. I was like, oh my God, I wish I could go back about 30 years and just <laughs> <laughs> redo all my snow times with boots on. Yeah. <sighs> And there's no cure for gout, right? No. I mean, you have it, and that's what they told me when I was diagnosed. It's like, once you have it, you have it. It could be you get a, an attack or a flare-up once every three years, or you can get it, you know, multiple times, a, you know, a year. You can get it, you know, every week. It's like it's – there's uh, – it's there, – it, like I said, for as much as – this has been documented and you know, this goes back the history of this goes back hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years yeah. of people looking at it and trying to find solves for it. People still don't know jack shit about it. You know, there's, 
there there's a way i'm on a, a a medication that you know when when it started becoming more frequent i ended up uh um, doing something I resisted doing because I don't really have to take medication for anything else. I, I have an allergy. Yeah. I take a Zyrtec because I'm allergic to cats, yet I own cats because I'm, oh, I'm an idiot. Um, but, uh, you know, I take a Zyrtec um, every day, and that to me is already enough, you know, that I... Same way. Uh, I, I don't want to just be constantly on medication, but, like, once the gout attack started happening multiple times a year instead of just, you know, once or twice a year... Um, I asked my doctor if we could get me on, uh, this thing called allopurinol yeah. and it's something that just consistently, I take it every day and it consistently lowers the uric acid levels in my, my bloodstream. That's good. Have you had, or were there any side effects with it? Uh, there's lots of scary side effects to it when, when you look at it and I didn't, funnily enough, I didn't look at the side effects till I'm, I knew I was going to do this and I'm like, okay, I'm going to look it up and like, see what it actually does. And, yeah. and like, I was just scrolling through and it's just like the usual stuff like, you know, let the doctor know if you get a headache or, you know, if, you know, you're, you get upset Dry stomach mouth. and, yeah. and all that. And uh, then it's also like buried in that. It's like, and, you know, and also very rarely, you know, fatal skin condition. I'm like, wait, excuse me, fatal skin conditions. And I looked it up and it's like, there's two things that like have MRSA? been. So I I didn't I didn't memorize it, but it was like I saw pictures and it was like people's fucking skins like starting to peel off and shit. And I'm like, mm. like I'm glad I didn't look at that before I started this because you know obviously it's a one in a million, you know. The crazy I, I'm the that. same way. And yeah. I tend to you know I don't want to look at the side effects of pills when I start mm-hmm. to take one, but um, uh, yeah I. I've been on Lexapro for 15 years and hmm. s- still to this day, when it comes time to take my pill at night, um, there are times when I'm just like, ugh, hmm. fuck, I, I hope this isn't doing something horrible. To, yeah. Like, I'm just... Well, something I'm nervous about is um, the the thing with allopurinol, what's really great about it is that it's cheap as hell. Like even without insurance, like a three month supply is like twenty bucks. No way. So I was I was super excited because the Colchicin, which I mentioned, is the exact opposite. It's crazy expensive. Like I, I had to buy it when I was off insurance once, and it was I, yeah, I spent like three hundred dollars on uh. on on it, and you know I bought a little bit more than I needed to, but because the whole point, if you need to go go see a doctor. Uh, to get the prescription, then pick up the prescription. I've had gout attacks on Friday nights, and then I can't see my doctor till Monday. You, yep. If you don't use the colchicin right at the in the first twelve hours where you're starting to feel it, it's oh. going to have a very less successful rate of stopping the gout attack. Right. Um, so I always want to make sure I have you know some ready you know to nip it in the I bud. I do that too. I'll get like double prescriptions, like when my doctor will give me a prescription of Lexapro. I'll sometimes just, no. Hey, can I get the first two months just in case I'm traveling or something? Yeah. And well, I mean like here I was, before I came out here, I was going to go see my doctor and try to get a, you know, uh, you know, a refill on that stuff. And then I, it just, I got busy and I couldn't do it. And I took the last of my cultures in this morning. So I hope, I hope that, uh, um, you know, that I'm okay for the next six weeks. What kind of doctor prescribes this? Is this a general practitioner? Any, any doctor. Yeah. Yeah. But you, it does require a prescription because I guess it's really hard on the kidneys and they don't want people to just, you know, pop them like, like candy. But luckily it's just, you just, 
pop it when you're having the yeah it, the way it works is is it's you do the kind of like what they do with steroids where you do the heavy dose up front where it's like you have to take two pills and then an hour later like you take one and then too, a couple yeah. hours later you take one you know and then you like you're not supposed shit. to take more than that it does it, it'll give you give you the shitty poopoos i hate when i get like a sinus infection or something and they're like here's your antibiotic and here's prednisone mm-hmm. now take 10 pills the first day and then yeah. five then i'm just like can we just skip to one pill a day and i'll just take it 10 times as, yeah. <laughs> as long but the uh, allopurinol is is been very good at just kind of even when i'm getting attacks i'm not getting getting debilitating attacks you know because there have been times that i've where i haven't been able to you know have the colchicin on hand or whatever where like i i know shit had to have like i I had like my crutches left over from when i was a teenager and i you know got in a car accident and i you know yeah you know broke my it broke my ankle um and uh and like i pulled those out Uh, (laughs) you know and and, uh, just to get around my house just to get from one room to the other you know i had to have a crutch fuck yeah and are you like barefoot when that's happening? You're like, I, oh, yeah, I can't, I can't put you a can't shoe put on, on shoes. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. No, it's it's brutal, man. I mean, I am I do feel lucky, though, that I haven't gotten it in, in anywhere but my feet because apparently the like getting it in your knee in is is like one of the most painful things in the world. So would that be a thing? Say there are people that get it in their knee and. Like my mom had knee replacement surgery, mm-hmm. so she's basically got like a titanium knee. Would that fix it? Oh, for sure. Yeah, because it it's in the joints. It, it's in the the cartilage of the joints is where it. Is there any kind of surgery that like joint replacement surgery for like your feet? Like, uh, there's here's the thing. There's so many joints in your feet. Yeah. Like, and and I don't have it consistent. I would have to. The it would be like I said, simpler just to cut my foot off and <laughs> give me a plastic no, foot. Because you're, you're you talking, you're talking like you know. I think there's like dozens and dozens of joints, and you know, there's like <sighs> multiples in each toe, and yeah, for each knuckle, and then each knuckle, and like there's joints. You you ever see an X-ray of a foot? It's nothing but teeny tiny bones. It looks like a spider web. Yeah, that are all connected by joints yeah. so even like at the top of your foot you know there's multiple joints <laughs> connected yeah this just gets worse the older yeah no it's 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 not it's not great <laughs> i can tell you that from experience it really is amazing to me that i have turned 50 this year and just so much is like so much new shit has presented itself like this weird fucking elbow pain i have yeah like the wrist pain like like my worst back injury i've ever had now and it's i'm just getting over that it's like yeah we talked about it i had the very similar thing yeah is this just how it is now (laughs) yeah i never used to get injuries when i was young and if i did next day i'd be fine yeah yeah like this back injury like pulling my you know sacroiliac like if i had done that like rock climbing or something like i would have been bummed and then the next day i would have gotten up and stretched it out and been fine yeah this has been like three weeks it's a lot better now but and walking really helped you know it's crazy though about side effects hmm. when you see that whole list of side effects on a pill commercial that means somebody had that side yeah. effect <laughs> yeah they tested it and and that was a result for somebody like that is so insane. I, I'm trying to remember the, the 
weirdest side effect I've seen on a pill commercial, like urge to gamble, I think was. <laughs> yeah. Now, my favorite are always the, the crazy harsh side effects for the medicines that you don't really need to take. It's like yes, worse side it's effects. Like, you know, worse the, than the here are you? Do you have bad acne? You know, use this. You know, cream. It's a little bit better. You know, possible side effects. You know, suicidal thoughts. Yes, you're like. It's like what? I'd rather have a few zits than a couple suicidal <laughs> thoughts, man. Um, yeah, that's so weird to me that somebody had those side effects. That's like. There's a comedian, Todd Glass, who had a bit about when you're at the air, being at the airport and he saw like, you know, you'll see a sign that says no weapons or anything like no. And it will have a picture of a gun with a red circle and a cross. He, he's at the airport and he saw one that was like a picture of like a cartoon stereotypical bomb, like the black round with the wick out of the top. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, that sign is there because somebody tried to get Maybe not the stereotypical. <laughs> they bomb. tried to get a spy versus spy bomb. <laughs> a coyote screen. tried getting on this plane. Someone tried to get on a plane with a bomb, just like, oh, I can't take this. <laughs> I can't take this. I to, wasn't going to light it. To Tennessee, no bomb. So, okay. His bit was so funny. And then he's just like pretending to be the guy the next day at home, like, you won't believe what happened at the air. <laughs> they wouldn't let me take my bomb. <laughs> He's like, for every sign you see, like, no diving in the jacuzzi. He's mm-hmm. like, somebody dove somebody in a jacuzzi. Yep. Head first into a fucking jacuzzi. And that person was Johnny Knoxville. <laughs> and he made millions. Did you ever see that first, before Jackass, the, the tape that got Johnny Knoxville? No. There was, my friend Maya, years, this was like in the, God, late 90s, early 2000s. She had like... It was one of those tapes that would just float around like and get copied and like you got to see this tape. Mm-hmm. And she had this tape. And I think it was pre Jackass. She's like, you got to see this dude, and it's him and probably Stevo or somebody, and they're out in his backyard with a bulletproof vest and a gun. And he's like, got the bulletproof vest on. He's like, we're gonna test out this bulletproof vest. And his friend just shoots him right in the goddamn chest. Uh-huh. That got him a TV show and like a whole career. Just <laughs> insane. And and he still lives on to this day. My uh, not just in life, but also his reputation. Uh, I'm uh, I I'm the the cool movie uncle for my nephews Max yeah. and Rocco, and they're yeah they're uh, they they are now like twelve and nine. But like I've started looking after them when they were like eight and you know five yeah and stuff. And like there are certain things that you know that their parents didn't want me to show them. You know in terms of like because we always watch movies that that's our thing. And right. you know I we did the regular kid stuff like Mary Poppins and yeah. you know and all that stuff. And uh, you know I'm a big horror fan, so I wanted to slowly introduce them to horror stuff. So I showed Rocco like American Werewolf in London. And how old is he? Uh, when he saw that, he was probably nine or 10. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. And, you know, but I, I had like a little stack of, of things that I wanted to get to. Not that I was going to show him, you know, but it was like, you know, and in that stack was Peter Jackson's brain dead, which, you know, it's very gory, but it's very cartoony. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, I wasn't going to show it to them like right now, but you know, th- their dad kind of looked through the stack. He's like, no, nah, they're too young for that. And I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, but I'm going to show it eventually. You I'm going to do like, it. You just he's like, wait. He's like, I don't know about that, but. But his dad also was totally cool with them watching all the Jackass movies and 
and stuff like that. That's and, even worse, man. And like, so like the last time that I saw him right before he came out here, like they, they, the only jackass movie they hadn't seen was three. Oh so, so they're like, let's watch that. And I'm watching it and I'm just like, yep, there's a guy, you know, doing a shit volcano. And, and there's, you know, what Chris, what's his name? Chris, uh, Pontius. huh? Chris Pontius Pontius. Yeah. You know, who always has his dick out and, and all that stuff. And it's like, <laughs> It's like, well, all right, so I guess you kids, you know, know what an adult penis looks like now, so. This is all stuff, like the Jackass movies, it's all stuff that, like, you can watch that movie and then go out in your backyard and do most of yeah. that stuff. Like, But it's okay, because they told the the very young children that, that are watching it that only professional people should do it, so I'm sure they paid attention to that. That shit never stopped me. As a, I remember my, my friend, my next-door neighbor, Stevie Gerdo, had uh, his dad built this big like clubhouse in their backyard up on top of this hill and we would play stuntmen like we would tie a rope from the top of this clubhouse down the hill like the the, the clubhouse you know it's like this two-story like little clubhouse yeah it was probably 10 feet high and then it was but it was on the the edge of the top of a hill and so we'd tie a rope from the top of that clubhouse down to their fence in the backyard so it was like 30 feet off the ground and then we'd get like a bent metal bar and hold on to it and just slide down <laughs> it and we're like 10 years old it was pretty cool yeah it sounds pretty rad to me it's like now you can get out of prison with tango and cash it was total i'm glad we hadn't i'm glad tango and cash didn't exist when we were kids we would we would have <laughs> tried, tried that with, it with our electrical belts. wires <laughs> yeah Ugh. um you know, I was just fiddling. By the way, I'm not getting my crowns replaced today. Oh, nice. They called this So mor- we're going to do a three-hour podcast <laughs> now? They called at like 9 o'clock this morning, and they're like, uh, it's going to take a little more time than we thought. Can you come in a little earlier? And I was just like, I really can't. So we're going to do it next week. So when all your teeth <sighs> fall out, it'll be my fault because you've uh, scheduled this no, <laughs> to happen before? They're... They're two crowns on two teeth. They're right next to each other that already had root canals. This yeah. was like 10 years ago. And they've got like, they've each got like the beginnings of a cavity underneath them. Okay. So she's got to replace them. And it, th- today when they call, they're like, it'll take like two and a half hours. I was just like, oh, that's such a long time to be in a chair. Like, Anyone listening to all my dental woes on this podcast know that I don't have any problem with the drilling and all that stuff. It's just because of my vertigo, mm-hmm. just being laid back for that that amount of time just makes me dizzy. And it's so funny because at the end, like when they did my cavities, like I'm laying back and I find I just have to focus on a spot and I can be okay. It's it's at the end when they raise the seat up, like all of a sudden I get huh. super dizzy. So yeah. it's always like, hey, uh they know by now they're like all right we're gonna start raising you tell us when to stop and it's it's like they raise it about half a foot and stop and i wait for like 30 seconds raise it like half a foot it's the worst i've never i've never had dental problems i i'm I'm kind of ocd about my teeth care that's good dude Uh, because my mom had a lot of dental problems and she had like teeth replaced or tons of oral surgery when i was growing up yeah and i just saw how much that like laid her out yep and just how awful it was and how much pain she was in and like so i you know i've i'm definitely been yeah like i've never had anything worse than the cavity and 
and it's uh, I, I even still got lucky enough where my wisdom teeth mm-hmm. uh, grew in straight uh, with the well the one that, I only have one that popped and the other one is is not straight at all but it's not moving and right. I'm, I only have three wisdom teeth there's there's like I have like my bottom one of my you know it's my top top right but you had one thing. removed huh you had one out no it just there was oh there was nothing there, in there. was oh, i was born with three wisdom teeth so yeah you so know, and sarah silverman was born without i want to say two of her sinuses like she went in with a sign she still gets sinus infections i remember her going into the um ent when she had a sinus infection they did an x-ray and she came out of there going it may be one but i think it's two sinuses and i think it's the one above your eyebrows huh. like in the front of your yeah. forehead or maybe it's the cheekbone whatever it is she's missing like it's just solid bone like it's grown through which is wow. kind of awesome yeah she she's, can she can live in austin without taking a zyrtec now she's in oh my god <laughs> the cedar fever is uh, no joke out there i'm really lucky when i was out there I, my allergies weren't bad yeah here, I had zero allergies horrible. until I moved to Texas. I was just out of town. I can't really talk about why, but I was just out of town. You know about but like my allergies. Yeah, the porn convention. I was at a porn convention in Poughkeepsie, <laughs> and I'm allergic to porn. <laughs> um, oh, it was just horrible. I love to sneeze, though. Yeah. I have a thing. Oh, I should show you this. Uh, I love I, I hate allergies, but I when I sneeze, I love to because I live alone. I love to do a really huge, just like from the gut, like loud, like. Uh-huh. And I never used to do that. And when I was a kid, my dad would do these like we'd call them yell sneezes uh-huh. or sneeze yelling, where it would just scare the shit out of everyone in that. Like you'd be <laughs> sitting in the living room, we'd all be watching. TV and all of a sudden, just out of nowhere, my dad would just go, and it would just. Even my mom would be like, "God damn it! Would you not do that?" And um, and it used to piss me off. I was like, "Why the? Why are you doing that, Dad?" He's like, "Feels great." And then I don't know when I started doing it, but like probably in my twenties, I was like. Oh my God! It yeah. just clears everything out for some reason. That I mean, that's the way Aaron Morgan sneezes. He doesn't. There's no <sighs> such thing as a quiet sneeze for him. Like he can be, you know, he views like movie theaters as church, right? But if he sneezes in a movie theater, it's a quiet scene. It doesn't matter. You know, you'll hear really. It, it, it's uh, and he's like, I just can't sneeze any other way. And in, in the back of my mind, I'm like, bullshit. Yeah. Everybody can sneeze quiet. Yeah. You just don't, don't, don't want to. But. Uh, that it's you know I don't think I've ever heard him sneeze that way so maybe he is built to only do super loud sneezes but it's always anybody that's not used to it or used to around him like you see I've seen strangers jump and stuff at like restaurants and, uh, and I yeah I will if I'm not thinking about it almost always do a loud sneeze but if I'm out in public and have to sneeze I'm very aware like when I was on my plane flight plane 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 flight back wow that was hard to plane flight back to you L- having a stroke to L- <laughs> do you smell pennies <laughs> i uh 
I was still having allergies from being away and it hit me like an hour into the flight and it was weird. I've noticed my last few flights, wherever I go, everyone keeps the window shades down. Mm-hmm. Like I'm on, a, I'm on planes now and it will be pitch black two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, I like looking out the window. I like seeing all, I'm like a kid at heart. I love, I'm still fascinated by the fact that we're flying. You got to see your floaters. You gotta visit oh, your floaters. That's when they're the worst, too, yep. by the way. That's the only time I notice mine, yeah. And um and so we're on this plane and like it was just pitch black and uh it just hit me. I was like, I'm gonna sneeze so hard. And the the woman in front of me, her seat was all the way back. Yeah. So like her head was about six inches from my So this is what you me. get when you and I just had now. to do, like, I covered my face with my sweatshirt and just, like, I can't not be expressive, but, like, it all comes out through my lungs. So instead of, like, using my voice, I, it was just, like, I was blowing really hard. It was, like, <sighs> like, just just air, just nothing but air. And it always feels like my head's going to explode when I do it that way, but... I think I've talked about on this podcast once. I used to be in this with this group of people like Michael Ian Black, Lynn Manuel, Miranda. Mm-hmm. There's all these weird like entertainer type people, writers, uh, you know, actors, musicians. We had this YouTube group. We had a YouTube channel that we all had access to the password, so we would all just upload video blogs talking mm-hmm. to everybody it was just a conversation between all, all of us from all around the world and it was at a time where none of us were working so it was you know michael Ian black would be you know all over the road doing stand-up and really bummed and and so it was just a bunch of like really depressed people talking about their problems which was really funny and you can still find it if you go to youtube and search for the youtube channel uh for uh or the username is called the sad, sad conversation. <laughs> the videos are all still up there. There's like probably a couple hundred of them. And um, I don't know how it started, but one day a bunch of us were sending videos back and forth. And I think I mentioned this sneeze yelling thing. And then I think it was Sarah Thayer. It was Sarah Thayer, um, Andy Richter's uh, ex-wife. And she... Uh, was like, you know, you can make yourself sneeze. And she took a piece of like tissue paper or or maybe it was, uh, I'm going to try it right now with tissue paper. <laughs> she took, it might have been, I think it was actually a paper towel. But you roll it up like into, a, like the way you would roll up uh, Play-Doh uh-huh. to make a long, thin like log in Play-Doh uh-huh. or like a piece, a snake or a piece of poop. And then you stick it as far up your nose as you can. And it will eventually touch a nerve that will make you have to sneeze. And there was a day when all of us were doing it. I think the, the video should still be on there. All right, this might be too wide. That's what she said. <laughs> so I... This is too wide. It's not working. <laughs> it was fun sitting here was, watching you shove that. I had that thing like four inches up. 
my sinus just now. <laughs> um, but if you have like a piece of paper towel or it's a little more rigid, this was just folding up in my nose. Um, it will 99% of the time make you sneeze. And there's like, <laughs> just like five or six of us were just shoving a paper towel of our nose and then yell screaming or yell sneezing. Um, that's kind of medical, I guess. <laughs> Weird body things. Mm. Oh, all right. Let's see. Oh, we're in an hour. Um, so we'll end this all right. and we'll do like 15 minutes for Stitcher, the bonus content stuff, but we don't have to talk about medicine. I'm down. We can talk about bidets. Oh, I have. Yeah, yeah we'll figure something out. But uh, people can find you online on the social networking yeah, my, stuff. It's at, my name, at Eric Vespe, V-E-S-P-E, at twi- on Twitter. Eric I also have an Instagram. C. I don't use it as much, but the Twitter's oh, You pretty should use on. Instagram, man. It's really cool. Well, it's great for you because you take amazing photos of everything, and, and I'd just be one of those assholes that takes fo- pictures of food or something. So. Well, there's a space for that too. Uh, so find him on Twitter, Eric at Eric Vespe, um, Eric with a C V E S P E. Mm-hmm. Um, and keep an eye out. I'll post about our, the short film we made. Once yeah. It, yeah. We're wrapping that up soon, but once it's we're... viewable at, at some point, I'll, yeah, yeah know. you know, like every other short thing, we got a couple of festivals that we're waiting yeah, to yeah. hear here on and, you know, we're also going to be shopping around a feature version cool, man. of it soon. So, you know, hopefully something happens with that. Very exciting. Thank you for doing this. Welcome to LA. <laughs> Thank you. Happy to talk about my hurdy feet. <laughs> Take care of those feet, buddy. Uh, <laughs> does ice help with that at all? Yes. Um, I think the, the <laughs> we're, we're back. We're back onto the, the, the it just uh, hit me that things. I was like, well, whenever my joints hurt, like it's, a, it's essentially, help me, it, it doesn't really, really does. help with it going away, but it helps with the pain because it helps with the swelling. So, yes. so yes, no, when, when it's real bad, I, 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 I essentially, I put just ice in a, um, like a Ziploc bag yeah, and then I put, I, if I'm, I'll wear a sock and I'll put it over the sock so I don't really damage my skin, Right. but I, I keep it. I, I keep it on there longer than I'm supposed to, but it's like the second that it comes off, the throbbing pain starts coming coming back. So, I once uh, fell asleep with an ice pack on my back, on my bare skin, oh, yeah. and got frostbite on my back. Like the skin turned well, black. Well, don't do that. Skin turned black over the period of like a week or so. It just sloughed off, and yeah, it was horrible. Yeah, you shouldn't do that anymore. I attribute that to my back pain. Um, All right. Thank you for doing this. You guys, thank you for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. A podcast network.